This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. Here's in the Lot is partnered with the Hockey Podcast Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Beers in the Lot. Before we get going, let me just remind you about our shop at beersinthelot.com slash shop. That's where you can get t-shirts and other merchandise with Beers in the Lot logos on it. Also, check out beersinthelot.com for anything else you might be curious about about this podcast. And be sure to join the Discord at beersinthelot.com slash Discord. So, for episode 169, nice, we talked about our trip to Johnstown. It's always a highlight every year, and this year did not disappoint. From enjoying the local watering hole at Scotts by Dam, to story time with Coach Bruce Boudreau and winning just enough, this year was another one for the ages. So let's get to it and crack the beers. Wow. That was spectacular. It was too loud for a Monday night, especially after what we went through. But... <laughs> How we doing, gentlemen? How we feeling? Feeling all right, on. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Feel yeah. good. I think the skate last night helped. Definitely. Totally. What are we drinking this evening, Aaron? I'm drinking from Stone Bridge Brewing Company in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. A Mexican lager by the name of No Way Jose. It's got some cool can art, too, actually. A little sugar skull on there. Oh, sugar skull. Nice picture of the Stone Bridge in Johnstown on there, on the logo for the Stone Bridge Brewing Company. It's tasty. Tasty little Mexican lager. I think I already know, but uh, what do you have tonight, John? Oh, no way, Jose. just exploded all over my computer mat, but yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking that, too. It wasn't the first first time this weekend I spilled beer accidentally, so we're good. You know, <laughs> chugging along, <laughs> keeping the status quo rolling. <laughs> on Monday, uh, but yeah, you and I, same thing at the bar. Daniel, what do you have? Oh uh, yeah, I had the same thing. No way, Jose <laughs> Mexican Lager, and it it's good. I like it. Yeah, not bad. Riggs, I can kind of guess. It appears that I have No Way Jose as well, <laughs> <laughs> and this is good. And the other beer that we had there. The, what was it, main squeeze or something Mainsque- like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. And I don't know what Aaron had there, but it was. Aaron had the brown. Good. I had a J Town brown. Yeah, J Town brown. brown. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. It was, yeah. it was, it was tasty. I don't know about that name, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Briggs left his own J Town brown in the. <laughs> well, let's not. <laughs> Come on, that's kind of that's a little over the line. Come on. We're not that pod- kind of podcast. No, the beer was didn't delicious. Have to do that. The beer was really good. And yeah, it was. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about the name, but it was it was good. Yeah. We did a sticker swap with them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Put the sticker up on the pole. We put high it high up the on the pole too. Yeah, high up on that damn pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so by chance you ever go there, notice. Yeah. Go looking for that uh beers and lots sticker, the big B. Up on top of the pole. Yeah, and then our legacy <laughs> logo, it, I believe. It'll be like a scavenger yeah. hunt. If you go there and get a picture of it, yeah. we'll, send, we'll send you a sticker. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So first, we need, to, we need to address something. So we're recording in our normal Monday evening time slot. Mm-hmm. Is there something off about this? Just curious. Well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well you see. Things are happening way too fast. Yes. <laughs> over the weekend as sometimes <laughs> happens we had zero time to, to sum it up <laughs> to sum it up best i believe rick james told charlie murphy one time i'm sorry charlie murphy i was having too much fun and i think <laughs> <laughs> i think that's kind of what happened mm-hmm. pretty much i'm not upset though that no. is entirely accurate. And no, no. yeah. I'm, I'm no, because we, we had fun. <laughs> yeah, we have another round of great stories from Johnstown, as always. And yeah, it was freaking awesome. So Every time we go. Yep. Aaron, tell us about some of your highlights <laughs> from this weekend. <laughs> I mean, we spent 
we spent a lot of time at Scott's by Dam at the bar. And I, anytime we're doing that, we're, you know, that's, it's just endless fun there. Scott is, is phenomenal. He's, <laughs> we, we brought along some rookies and uh, one of the rookies found himself in the bar before we did. And uh, he, he said that Scott was, was already like laying into him and just giving him loads of shit right from the start. <laughs> and we assured him that means you're, you're in. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. When you call him Cletus. <laughs> call him Cletus. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it yeah. was kind of cool. We've mentioned that place several times. when We talk about Johnstown and like, it's a small town bar. He may not always remember your name. I think this time I'll remember my name clearly. Cause he harassed me so much. Um, <laughs> He remembers walked, the person, though. Exactly. He remembers, he remembers the, the face and yeah, the person. Yeah. But I remember when I walked in with one of the rookies, actually, because I was like, hey, I'm going to drop my bag and the jerseys at the rink, and then let's go for a pop. And he's like, yeah, awesome. So I did that, walked in, and he goes, hey, how the hell are you? I was like, oh, good. He's like, you're back for the tournament this year? I was like, yeah, we, we didn't do it last year with some scheduling stuff, but we decided to come back. He goes, welcome back and welcome home. And I kind of joked, I was like, yeah, I plan to be here all weekend. Here, meaning the bar. Which, yeah. Yeah. So we definitely were. So it was awesome. I love it as always. And you could tell he loves that. He loves that atmosphere. He loves the bar being packed. He loves just, I don't know, serving everybody and just having a good time. And he interacts and he talks to people. And you yeah. can even see, like, that's whether you're in town for a tournament or just staying there whatever or like you're a local that goes to eat there all the time or just goes there for your local watering hole right. like we say it all the time and we 100 percent mean it go to your local yeah watering holes when you're in town find a local spot that a bunch of people go to and just love enjoy that yourself yeah find enjoy yourself the local family owned businesses yeah and it, go to those places because one they're the coolest people and two like they're the best places and you're supporting like the real shit, not some chain garbage, you know, right. olive garden bullshit. Like, Ugh. you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what garbage Italian dining olive garden is. Yeah. It's nothing like the meal we had on Friday night. Oh, true. Oh. true. Well, we had bread and oil. We did. It's true, authentic. Oh, that Italian. was so good. Dude. That's also that's also where Eric and I's healthy scratch started on Saturday. Or Is that a highlight and a low light? No, it's all high. I have zero lows. Like I, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Eric, we played well, our game Friday when you, night. When you share two bottles of wine, I mean, we between the two of you. Well, that's, that's that was really... the that was the appetizer for the night. <laughs> <laughs> that was to start the night. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. that that was a bad choice. That's only like four glasses a piece, dude. That's not like yeah, it's, it's not a lot of I mean, wine. It wasn't a mega pint. We're not Johnny Depp. <laughs> mega yeah. pint. <laughs> we're, not, we're not pounding mega pints here. We just had no. We poured them normally. Eric like... and I were in the locker room on Friday night. We finished our game. We we were kind of sluggish that game, so whatever. So we're in the locker room, about to get in the shower. Eric goes, oh, man, I can't wait. And I look over. I was like, hey, you going to have a bottle of wine at dinner? You want to split one? And he goes, yeah, let's split a bottle of wine at dinner. And we're like, hell yeah. So, And then I think we had like two or three more beers before we even got there. But yeah, so it was great. Well, and then we went to Scott's after. And then went to Scott's and had gallons of <laughs> alcohol and shots and just yeah, one million beers. <laughs> yeah, and screaming and yelling until two thirty in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Friday night. No, no. <laughs> oh, you're talking yeah, on Saturday. That was Friday yeah, night. That, yeah, that was just Friday night. Yeah. We did it again on Saturday. <laughs> we did. Different, different situation though. Yes. Yeah. Saturday, I think the biggest thing was Eric and I did not. We we made a decision for the team. I think they would play better mm -hmm. without us. We were. I, I, I could give two shits about the team. 
I was. <laughs> yeah, was you know what? I'm on that boat now. Fuck the was, team. You're right. It was complete yeah. self-preservation yeah. and injury yeah. prevention yeah. for myself. <laughs> no, you know what? We're NBA you players. Were... We're practicing load management. Yeah. No, I'm exactly. going to skip this game. You guys are unhealthy scratches. <laughs> yeah. Unhealthy scratches. <laughs> we're contract holdouts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we, Eric and I, health bombed ourselves uh, because we were more important than the team. And then <laughs> we actually got to do, I would think, like kind of one of the cooler things we as like a group slash those who also were there. Like we talk about hockey nerds and like great stories and how we like those people and how we love being around those people. We got to meet one of those people. It was very cool named i don't want to talk the entire time somebody else jumped in you literally had to say two more words i didn't want to i want somebody else to say it (laughs) saving my voice load management yeah meeting bruce brudrow was pretty awesome what else do you have to say about it john (laughs) (laughs) Well, well no the cool thing about bruce is like i said like some of the stories he was getting into and some of like the little tidbits that you definitely can't get from kind of your uh everyday beat writers or you know you you kind of have to get essentially from those who are providing the information or like in it day to day so right before he went to johnstown the i think it was a thursday or friday nick backstrom stepped away from the team today it was announced he's going to be on ltir the rest of the season because of the hip surgery he had in the off season he's not kind of where he's at right now but boudreau kind of Justin talking about his time with the Capitals before he went to the other teams just started to go in on Backstrom and how out of all the players he coached, he's one of his favorite guys felt horrible for him. feels gutted and said, you know, I think whatever comes out about it, about his injury, there's no one that probably hates this more than Nick. He's like, he, he wants to skate every day. So the fact he can't do it at his level, it's probably really hard for him. That was, I mean, that was like in the first like five minutes of him talking, he started doing that. Before he even got into Johnstown or, or or anything else, that was one of the first things he he just kind of went off in a spider web and started talking about. That was a that was a great little tidbit right off the bat. Yeah, it was definitely cool. Cool to get his his thoughts on all of that immediately. Like that was like you said, you, you hear people who are just immersed in in the entire NHL scene, and it it's just so cool to hear them just talk and just talk their mind. I think at one point uh, he was talking uh, about, I think it was his time in Vancouver and like when something happened and he like rattled off like the 10 games before this thing that happened, like what team they played and how that team Uh was doing. And then after (laughs) the thing that he was talking about happened and then the five (laughs) games after, and I, I remarked to John, I was like, how does he remember all these games that happened like well five th- years ago the or thing something? That, like, the <laughs> thing that happened was he got fired. Well, yes, he, he got fired. He knew <laughs> yeah. he he knew the date he was going to get fired based on the <laughs> ske- upcoming schedule. And he knew mm-hmm. that they were gonna they were not going to play well against those teams because they were facing like Edmonton and Colorado, uh, like it, when they were hot in, during yeah, right. that season. So he knew that okay, we're gonna go, th- we're gonna go through the stretch, and I'm gonna get fired after after this Edmonton game, and they they played it and they lost, and he had already invited everyone over to his house, all the team staff and the and the the cool people basically around the office, so to speak, to come over f- to have a party after the game. And he got the call at midnight. Hey, uh, GM is calling. Uh, be in his office at nine a.m. tomorrow. So he he already he knew right just based on on the mm-hmm. schedule. I think that's I think that's what it means to be a pro in hockey. Actually, yeah. that you know all of those details, right? And you're so you're so hyper focused and aware on all of the details. Right. And you have that type of memory. Like, I think that's what it means to be a pro. Like at, at Definitely. coaching, player, executive, you know, whatever. I think that's what it means to be in pro hockey. It kind of reminded me of a scene from Moneyball when uh, 
Uh, Brad Pitt's character is telling Jonah Billy Hill's Bean. character. Yeah, Billy Bean's telling Jonah Hill's character to like go fire this guy or send him down or whatever. And and then Billy Bean says, no, oh, he's a pro. He's just going to, you know, say, okay, see you. Thanks. And then it's over. And it was, it was just really interesting because that's basically what Boudreaux described is that, yeah. yeah, at that level, it's like, it's, this is business and this is how it works. I know exactly. He knew exactly how it works to the point that he could, pick the exact day and win a pool that he had with mm-hmm. his other coaches about yeah. the day he would get fired. Yeah. I think that was that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> he knew it was coming so well that not only did he have a, was he involved in a pool about it? He also won the pool. Like that, that's, <laughs> that's incredible. Well, I, I thought there were like <laughs> the one thing after all that. And yes, he's in his late sixties. So I think when you're at that age, you can, you know, you have some qualities after living quite a, a life like he had. It's like he's very self-aware, even to the point when he talked about his time in the minors. And he was like a prolific AHL scorer. And at the NHL, I think he was like almost a half a point a game guy, but just never stuck. And he said, you know, maybe if I took some of my training a little harder, didn't go out as much. I, like he even touched on it when everyone came into town uh, in slap shot to film and everything. Paul Newman apparently said something like, man, you should take this a little more seriously, which is kind of funny. Cause like you always hear stories of Paul Newman partying prolific, prolifically and stuff when he was filming and all that. But you know, to have that self expect uh, self-awareness is he Johnny, is now what you and I could have used that advice on Friday night. <laughs> Maybe you guys yeah, should take this a yeah. more seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? I think Bruce would have been like, "You guys are having a time. Just enjoy it. We come once a year. It's fine." Um, no, <laughs> funny you mention that. But no, it was it was just cool. Like he had he had that like really good perspective of just like being in the game forever. And it's not just a game. Like it's a life, it's a lifestyle. It's a, you know, something he chose to do. And some of the other little stories like Danny, do you have a highlight of that from kind of the Bruce, Bruce talking? Joe? Yeah. I liked, I liked all the stuff that he was talking about. The, the filming of the slap shop movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like, cool. Yeah. When, he, when they said they did the, uh, the, the take of the guy who, who pisses himself behind the net. <laughs> and they did it like 13 times and every time they kept hitting them harder. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh, he also <laughs> dropped another tidbit that I didn't know. There's a scene when uh I guess uh, they're filming in in Reg's apartment. Oh and... yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to take the map <laughs> uh, yeah. before the game. Yeah. Right, yeah. trying to take when the map before the game. He put and... the bounty on uh McCracken's head. Yeah, and apparently what they did was they said, "Okay, guys," like they just kind of opened it up to whoever was there. They said, "Who's got the dirtiest, messiest apartment in Johnstown?" And everybody pointed at Bruce. (laughs) 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 So that apartment, Reg Dunlop's apartment in the movie, is actually Bruce Boudreaux's apartment in real life at the time. (laughs) Thought that was was a great bit. Never heard (laughs) that before. And Bruce even said, he said, yeah, when they were filming the, a couple of scenes, he, he would just stand on either side of the, po- like either post because he knew that that's what the, the shot was going for. So he knew he'd be in the movie. So he just <laughs> literally positioned himself to be sure he'd be in the movie. <laughs> he said he was just skating from one post to the other. <laughs> I, I will say this though, that we kind of had a chuckle about it. Um, if you're ever ever in a scenario where you can, in an open-ended forum, ask questions, think about your question before you ask it. Please. Yeah. Yes. Run yeah. it by yeah. run it by a buddy who you would think is like very kind of headstrong and can tell you no. <laughs> just want to throw that out. Just literally think about what the possibilities of the answer could be if if it's a guy like. Bruce, like if it's a guy who's just got endless stories, then don't ask him a yes no question. Correct. Like, yeah, that's yeah. That is just bingo. brutal. Stop. You, like, like, <laughs> hey, did you ever meet Mario? Okay, that's a yes or no question. Okay, you're not gonna get a good answer. 
Just you're going to get yes or no. And right. then, <laughs> okay, what does that tell you? Next yeah, question. Silly. Stop. Next question. Uh, that was a Stop. Really, really awkward question that was asked. <laughs> Always ask open-ended questions so that the person has to tell a story. And then you get the good stuff. So yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Just yes or no. Like, come on. Like, let's figure this out here. Did you ever meet Mario? I mean, I even joked. I'm like, yeah, this is Tom from Castle Shannon. You never meet Mario. Like, I was like, come on, man. I'm like, please. Like, what are we doing here? I mean, actually, the one question I did want to ask him prior, somebody else kind of asked it in a way, and he touched on it which is great. And it was just more about the 2011 winter classic and going from hockey's kind of this closed environment. What's it like all of a sudden from this date to this date, you're going to have cameras everywhere. How do you feel about that? And he kind of just said, he's like, I liked how he, he kind of made the comment. He's like, it was weird because it just made it seem like we were so depressed and downtrodden the whole time. And then Pittsburgh's this happy, shining, environment like they i mean yes obviously did washington have a losing streak heading into that yes but right before the winter classic it actually flipped pens were on a two-game skid caps won like three or four or something so it was changing but they didn't cut it that way for the show like they <laughs> they showed the results but yeah the best was when he was like you know the the christmas scenes yeah where yeah like dan bilesman and his wife are having like this nice candlelit Christmas dinner, sharing, he's wearing sharing a, a bottle of wine. He said he's, he's wearing, wearing a suit, a suit at home, yeah. which he <laughs> wasn't. He was wearing he was wearing jeans and a button up. I remember it because I rewatched it. And then and he said he's know. eating like spaghetti or something. No, he was feeding yeah. spaghetti to the dog. Oh yeah, under the cat under the, the dog, table yeah. or something like yeah. yeah I can't remember. I, I do remember like, that scene. Yeah, but, it was yeah. so great. But it's just awesome. Like, and then and then we got to take a photo with him, which is awesome. So we were, we were kind of waiting. I come up. I had like a my USA Hockey Labatt blue hat on. So I go to the side of him because there's four of us, obviously. So just, you know, for synergy, it looks great. And he goes, oh, no, you can get in front. <laughs> so I did. And he was like playing with a little palm on my head. And then I even said, thanks, Dad. And then we ended up, we ended up getting another picture after, just like a little better one. But, yeah, I mean, just a great guy. He was talking to everybody. And he, he, I do say this about some, like when you meet, you know, athletes and celebrities and whatnot, like sometimes you could tell the ones that genuinely enjoy doing that stuff versus the ones that kind of do it, just kind of to do it. He genuinely enjoyed coming in, talking hockey, talking stories, being around the game, meeting people, everything. So, so when I, when I was walking over to the arena, uh, when I didn't play during our game. Was, yeah. Yeah. During, <laughs> during the game. So I came, I got, I actually, I got up and I got cleaned up and took a shower. got dressed. I go downstairs to the lobby and, uh, he was, he was down there cause he was staying in the same hotel. Right. So he was already down there and there was a circle around him in the lobby. So I grabbed some of the hotel coffee in the lobby. I joined the circle and listened to him start telling stories to the guys that were standing around there for like 10 minutes. And then I was like, okay, I got to go over and see the guys. But he, you know, he didn't have to do that part. Yeah. Right. Like he wasn't getting, you know, he got paid. Right. But he wasn't getting paid for that part. Right. You know, when he got off the elevator and there were some people there that probably said, Hey, and then they just started talking. Right. You know, so you could tell to John's point that he definitely, enjoys talking about the game so much that he'll just stop and talk to anybody about it and yeah i don't know how many times he's he said oh i won't just one more story just Wait, what uh, one story more, yeah. i got one, one more, more story, story yeah. For you. Yeah. 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 yeah oh it reminds me of a story i got one more yeah. all right I, got, yeah. I don't know I how many times he said that when he was talking i did love his little uh quick little snippet about how he follows the nhl very closely and I won't say the teams or anything, but he kind of mentioned, he's like, oh, I kind of hope this team doesn't do so hot in this stretch because maybe it would open up interest for him getting hired again, which was kind (laughs) of cool. So like you could tell, and I mean, that's the other thing I got out too. Like he, 
he and I remember hearing this last year too. Like he genuinely feels like he still has more to give to the game, and I'm I'm a hundred percent certain he does. Like there's, I'm not getting on yeah. the soapbox for the guy because I'm sure he has an agent and will do much better. Well, we've talked work to than him I do about but, yeah. it before. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think he we're pro could he? podcast yes. for him. Yeah, yeah, we're pro, we're pro Bruce, okay. pro Bruce, yeah, pro Bruce. Yeah, when he walked in, I did say Bruce. There it is. Yeah, I did start. It kind of, it kind of got, it kind of caught bit. on. Yeah. yeah, I was like yeah. very happy about that. Um, <laughs> but he he did kind of drop something, and I won't go fully into it because I don't know how much he wants it out there. But he was like, "Yeah, I was gonna write a book, but I'm gonna hold off for a little bit. I kind of want to be involved in the game for." I go it. So he did one book, Gabby, already, which had some great stories in it. I have a feeling the second one's gonna be much, much better. I just, I have an odd feeling. So, can't wait for that. Yeah. If he's gonna drop that in the coming, coming uh, stretch of years here, then that's, I'm not, that's, that's on the radar. I'm gonna definitely get a read on that. I mean, there's good. a team in Edmonton right now that's very offensively gifted, and they're not playing too hot. <laughs> I don't think he wants a job in San Jose. But <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think he wants that job. I don't think anybody wants a job. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this, is, this is the Johnstown mm. Slapshot Cup podcast, but uh, San Jose is in dire Oof. straits right now. They're 20, a terrible hockey 20 team. goals against the past two games. 20 goals against in two yeah. games. Oh. Anyway, that hasn't even been done in OFBG. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think so. I no, I a team. So. I'm saying a I team. I highly doubtful. A team I, has not gotten a ten spot dropped on him twice in a row. A team has probably scored ten plus. Because I remember one season, a team I was on, we averaged we averaged nine point five a game. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna question you on this. Uh, I I'd say look at the stats, happened. but I don't think they're accurate. So <laughs> of course they're not accurate. But... <laughs> <laughs> Time out for just a second while we hear about our sponsors. We'll be right back. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. It might be early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not start well before Black Friday? Right now, you can shop Raycon products and save up to 50% off during their early Black Friday sale. You've heard me talk about Raycon's earbuds before, specifically their most comfortable fit. Well, this past year, Raycon expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge all of your devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. And their Faucet Filter Ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Anyway, let's fast forward. So Saturday, kind of run around. We end up back at Scott's. Of course. Of course. course. Weird. As we do. And some of the listeners are probably curious. Why did we throw up a poll randomly on Saturday? <laughs> well, no, the poll said settle a bar debate for us. And then, you know, is it Charlie McAvoy or Adam Fox? Who's better? Better NHL defenseman. 
I mean, I think Boston's winning 2 0 right now. I think that proves our point. He's suspended. They're doing pretty well. Hell <laughs> without him. Yeah, they're doing fine without him. No, we had, we had someone who was arguing against eight other guys that Charlie <laughs> McEvoy was better than, than Adam Fox. So it was a two hour ordeal followed by another two hours of jokes making him the butt of them. It was fantastic. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure he he's that's gonna be the joke from now on. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anything yeah. goes yep. wrong, it's wow, that's some Charlie oh, yeah. McAvoy level play there. I can't <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait till we play against him in OFG. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it'll be too good. And then even, you know, Scott, apparently two of us missed our game, but only one was told to Scott that they missed the game. So I got all the butt end of those jokes. <laughs> that I let my team down and whatnot. No, I told them. Oh, it was just I told, eh, right. I told yeah. him. I he just told has him more fun making fun of you. <laughs> I, right? Yeah, I probably told him the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we missed. But then someone who was in the bar late, he pulled a Charlie McAvoy. He may have thought he was suspended because he didn't play Sunday either. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't play Sunday in Johnstown or at OBG. Yeah. Mm. 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 There are a few others on that list. That's not right. Adam Fox would never. <laughs> he would have. Adam Fox, Adam Fox no. would do that. No. <laughs> we finished our Sunday. We went to Eaton Park after the game. We did exactly what we needed to do. We had a close game. Didn't win. Yeah. So we didn't have to play in the championship, <laughs> which is great. I got to tell the story, though. Daniel and I were, were coming down the elevator of the hotel checking out. and couple of guys were in the elevator like oh you play later I'm like nah we just we finished our game a little bit ago and they no, said, I said i said i said thankfully not oh yeah thankfully not we don't have to play later <laughs> they were like wait did we just play you guys like are you guys this team or whatever? and they, yeah yeah we just played and they said oh you guys are supposed to win we don't want to play later and i said no everything happened exactly as it was supposed to <laughs> good luck you guys yeah. <laughs> that's right hopefully you win have fun staying till four Fly yeah. the banner. Fly the banner. <laughs> yeah. Mission accomplished. Exactly. <laughs> and then we, and then we, a bunch of us went to Eaton Park, which is awesome. And there was this gentleman who, him and his wife uh, asked us, oh, are you guys hockey players? And we all just kind of looked around and. I like I Eric's heard, answer. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Eric? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> We've been accused of that. We do put on hockey gear and go try to chase a puck around an ice you, rink. Yes, we do. If you see still photography of us, you would think that. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny when Bruce was talking, he kept on talking about us playing or yeah. our leagues playing. He said, I'm yeah. seeing some of you guys waddle around out there and yeah. this is not the the speed of play I'm used to. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and someone funny. did did ask, like, hey Bruce, what are you doing at five o'clock for our game? He's like, I'm not that desperate. Like I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so he he likes to have a little bit of fun with it. I did I did like Bruce too. Like he was touching on some of the players that he coached. And some of the players, like, it wouldn't be the ones you necessarily kind of think of right off the bat. Like, you mentioned Tom Wilson in, in Washington and kind of said, like, in an interesting way, like, if he's not playing on the edge, that's not a player you necessarily need. You need him doing what he is. And Bruce is like an offensive-minded coach. He's not, he's not sending guys out there to fight, but he realizes that a guy like Tom doing what he can, like, that's that's beneficial to the team when he's out there hard on the four check, making defenders and some offensive players like question a lot of their decisions because mm -hmm. they're afraid of the consequences. Yeah. You're like, where is he? Yep. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what Bruce basically was saying. He said, if the other team's not worried about Tom and, and essentially calling it out, like, Hey, Wilson's on the ice, you know, like mm -hmm. if, if they're not saying that, if that's not the mindset of the other team, then uh, Wilson is less effective than he could be. And, I thought that I agree with you. That was an interesting, uh, interesting tidbit he gave there. But yeah, he talked about he talked about a few players too. Um, he talked a lot about Nick Backstrom, like you said earlier, John. He said Nick was Backstrom was his favorite player to coach, and mm -hmm. he he talked a little bit about Ovi. And <laughs> the one story he gave about Ovi was that uh, 
Ovi would come in and say, Coach, let's look at video. And then Bruce would have, you know, a, a couple of things like, okay, here's what you you did this wrong. You could have done this better and that so on and so forth. And Ovi would sit there and watch the video very intently and then do absolutely none of it. So my favorite part about that was like when he got when he got hired by Washington out of Hershey, right? So he comes in the first game and before that, like the team the team was not doing well and they had all these young stars that were starting to come into their own. They had Backstrom buried on the fourth line. He's with playing Don, with Brashear. With Donald yeah. Brashear. Like it was such bullshit. So, you know, Boudreau comes in and basically says, fuck it. We're changing everything. Yeah. Like everything's changing. And I'm changing the power play. We're changing all these things. Every, you know, all the lines are different. Backstrom plays with Ovi. And I'm always the guy that says, if, if you're a coach and you're not playing 19 with eight, if 19 is healthy, then you should be fired anyway. So, like, you know, I and that I think that comes from like that time and in, in mm-hmm. the team's sort of uh, path, but you know, so he puts uh, he puts Mike Green in a one-time spot on the power play, puts Ovi in the bumper spot, and and you know everybody was like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this?" Including all the players, and it works in the game. And he goes up and down the bench and he's like, you, look, guys, I do know what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> and I'm sitting there listening to that. Like, you know what? I have that moment, like at least once a week with the kids. Like, <laughs> like, 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 trust me. You're right. buy in. The right. drill that we've done a hundred right. times actually right. worked. Holy right. crap. You <laughs> finally did the thing that we're asking you to do and it worked imagine mm. that like so it's just you know <laughs> all those like common things through the game mm-hmm. it's it's fun to to see that it doesn't matter the level everybody deals with the same stuff as a player right. as a coach like whatever it's it's you know the just the magnitude's different so it's cool. uh the one other thing that he did share too uh when he right before he got fired from washington he I forget what the exact situation was, but Ovi was having a terrible game and uh, the score was close. Like, like it was a goal or so. And then uh, they, they did six on five and Bruce didn't play Ovechkin. I forget who he said he sent out instead, but uh, he, he sat Ovi for a shift and sat him for, uh, for that critical moment of the game. And it was the first time in Ovi's career, I guess that he had a, a, a sh- he'd been sat for a shift or something like that. And I think that Bruce said they went on to win the game in overtime or something like that. I think Ovi had an assist Ovi, on the game. Ovi won it, didn't he? I think he, he's, I think Bruce said he had an assist on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or had he, a point he was on, involved the, on the, in the game win. winner, right. but he was involved in the win. Yeah. So it, it clearly did, did exactly what coaches do that for mm-hmm. to try to spark like, Hey, you're not playing well. Right. Just, think about it and figure it out and so on and it, it seemed to work but he very soon after that got fired from Wash- washington and then it was like immediately the same day he got the new job offer from anaheim yeah and the decision was based solely on the fact that he had the guts to bench ovechkin and everybody was kind of like, like it, when it happened initially he said that the 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 media like the presser after the game was like why'd you bench Ovechkin not we had a great comeback and eventually won the game or whatever but you benched Ovechkin and that's what the media was all concerned about and then it led to him getting a new job within hours of losing the job at Washington I thought that was that was a really interesting story that takes coconuts though there's a lot of coaches Ah. out there like they sit star players for the wrong reasons I think now like that one was a one-off situation, so I'm sure there was something else going on besides that. But, like, when you do that, especially because he, he mentioned everywhere pretty much he went, he kind of, not as clear as Vancouver, but he had ideas that something was happening behind the scenes. Like, so especially when you know something's happening and you're still going to stick to your guns and your mantra, like, I, I respect that, especially in, like, professional coaching. 
well, whether it's hockey or anything, like the, yeah, because it's the, so scrutinized. They went it though, know, because he he thought he was going to get fired that summer because they got bounced. The playoff uh, success, yeah, yeah, they got bounced right. So he thought he was going to get fired after that series. Uh, I guess that was twenty eleven, and he didn't. And then they come in in the beginning of the season and they go on that record breaking, the franchise record breaking winning streak. Uh, to start the season then they go into november and shit the bed so thanksgiving rolls around which is the magic time for nhl head coaches to get fired they all get fired that week if you know if they're gonna get fired early in the season and by that time they were 13 and 8 you know they started the season like 11 and 0 or whatever the the streak was so they went on a terrible run in november um so that was basically the excuse then right yeah um it was it was the run and you know ovechkin's not going but you still benched him you know everything was not right at that point so it you know and he knew so you know what i um, what i kind of think too after listening to bruce and maybe this is just me thinking about it now that i had a few days to dissect it two of the best coaches in washington capitals history we're only there for like four years apiece. Yeah. Trots and Boudreaux. And the three things you hear about all the players and like the people around the team about those two guys, they love the game like no one else, which is very true. Everyone around them loves working with them and for them and like playing with them. And the last thing is they're just good people. Those are the three things you hear about those two guys. So what I, what I would, say though is that i think anybody that is a head coach or even an assistant coach at that level they all have those qualities except for a few outliers i think it's actually <laughs> i think it's actually it's it's more that oh they got let go so you so people want to say nice things about them because it was a negative thing right i but i i truly think that most of the people that are at that level and in those positions, they all have those same qualities. They're they're they all love the game. They all understand it in a in a at a depth that very, very few people in the world do. And I think they're they're all people that everyone wants to work for. You know, they're just they're generally good bosses. So now there are outliers, right? And and those are the ones that kind of give everybody else a bad name, I think. And that's why, you know, when, when Boudreaux gets fired, you know, later on, everybody wants to say nice things to kind of separate him from the people that probably deserve to get fired more often than not. Right. Um, I'm specifically talking about torts, but yeah. It does make me think, it does in a funny way. Like I, I think about it more and more like seeing like, kind of the how Edmonton shaping up and then you think of like all of Bruce's teams kind of like how they were constructed and I think of other coaches too like I think it's more roster construction sometimes in player performance than it is coaching but unfortunately it's much easier to fire a coach yeah than yeah. like trade a player shake some yeah. shit up the the general the general formula if you're just looking at numbers Go look at the goalie's save percentage over oh, yeah. a period of time right before a coach gets fired. I actually think up until this this brutal two-game stretch for San Jose, San Jose's goaltending had better numbers than the Edmonton duo. I mean, obviously, when you get 20 goals hung on you in two straight games, <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. Whoops. But, but yeah, just bad. It's usually, you know, a save percentage thing or a shooting percentage thing. And those things yeah. are, like uh like cyclical so like they'll come back so what'll happen right is like oh team's not winning because they're not scoring or they're not getting saves and then they fire the guy because that's what the only option because you can't move contracts because of salary cap and then new coach comes in might win a game or two might not and then generally everything kind of balances back out and the team will, is going to perform the way they were going to perform anyway because you have the same friggin' player personnel. So, whatever. 
Speaking and, of shooting percentage, oh, sorry, go ahead. And Continue. you can't, and a new coach can't, coming in, you can't get, like, if you're going to try new systems or whatever, you can't really do those in the middle of the season. So, because you don't have practice time anymore. There's no, there's like no off days. And when you do have an off day, you might not even skate. So it's like, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. You make these changes in the middle of the season. It's dumb. Talking about shooting percentage. Apparently Danny had a weekend for the ages, by the way. We got <laughs> we to touch on We got to touch on this. Yeah. Let's bring it back to Johnstown here. Danny, how many goals did you have this weekend? I had four. How many were you credited with though? <laughs> I don't know. About 70. Probably like 10. Yeah, I don't know. 15. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the, the scorekeeper, I don't know if they mixed up the numbers or, or something. But like, in the third game? In the third game, yeah, yeah, three yeah. times the other team scored and like Danny got a point on it. It was, it was the weirdest <laughs> thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I also had an assist when I was sitting on the bench. Yeah, Daniel and I both had an assist from the bench. On an, on, a, <laughs> I changed for Drew. Drew's been on the pod before. And uh, I changed for him. He went on and, and scored. And then they gave me an assist. <laughs> and Daniel an assist. I, I don't know. Daniel's, yeah. Daniel's my line mate. Like, there's no way that we gave Drew the per- primary and secondary assist. He came when back, he came, and he came oh, back yes. to the bench. I was like, hey, Drew, you're welcome. <laughs> about that sick dish, Drew. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> no, that was actually like the first time like I had like a really like a game like that up in Johnstown. I I feel like I think I've only scored one other time <laughs> in the in the four years that I've gone. Oh, you had the hat trick this time. Yeah. This is the uh, first year I went. I I didn't I didn't score a goal, I know that. I didn't get shit. I mean, I also only we played We definitely two didn't games, in the so. second, <laughs> yeah. second game. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Meh. Nah, we had a good group of guys that went, and it was, really it was fun. Memories for a lifetime. I think that <laughs> might have been our strongest team that we, we iced in, the, in our trips to this tournament. Yeah, we were going up, but we were dangerously close to making the final. Yeah, I, I honestly think that, it, that the first game could have gone different on any other day. I mean, yeah, we yeah. could have won that game. Uh, and then the second game, we we clearly were, were the better team. And then our game on Sunday morning, um, we were semi-outmatched. But honestly, that team, we no, probably could have beat them too. I don't think too. so. I, I think we could have. if. If we had decided like we wanted to win that game and go to the final and had done we probably the thi- could have had done the things to like get ready for that game, we could have murdered that team. You mean like not drink all night? Yeah. No, we I actually think we could I will say we could have murdered that team. We yeah, all woke up. So. We made yeah. we made adult decisions on Saturday, which if our mindset was a little better, I guarantee I actually think we could have. Mm-hmm. Like I think because we just said when we sat on the bench, hey, we don't want to do this. Yeah, like no, let's just we, no. We don't we, want to play it. We want to get back to playing our Sunday night games. Let's get through it. No one gets hurt. Yeah, let's go home in one piece. And then when when uh, one of the guys cut it to make it six to four with like two or three minutes to play, like, we okay, all started yelling at him. Settle yeah. the hell down. What that are you was doing? Mean. That was yeah. me. Yeah. You told me to settle down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. don't. Yeah. You can't do this. <laughs> don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Don't want to do this. Especially when we later found out that the other team. Kind of didn't want to win either. <laughs> uh, I think that they had a, one guy who had like four or five of their six goals, if not all six even. So they might have been yelling at one of their guys to settle down as yeah, well. It was, <laughs> it was the guy It was the guy that the ref pulled out the handshake line to go over to the scores table to make sure his name got written down on the score sheet because he wasn't on the roster. Uh, Just we'll saying. Interesting. Just saying. Well, it's typical beer league stuff. You know, you send rosters in and no one listens well, anymore. So so they really didn't want to win, air mm-hmm. quotes. Yeah. Right. But they, they put a dude who's going to score all their goals. Yeah. Congratulations. You're a beer league hero. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Again, as we said before, mission accomplished for us. We had a win, so we had a good game that we felt great about. And we didn't do well enough to make it to the championship game, which meant we got to go home. We got to go home. So we did exactly what we set out to do. 
<laughs> Mission accomplished. Fly the banner. Another <laughs> successful tournament weekend. Danny, I know we were <laughs> Danny and I both wear Garmin watches. Danny, what was your body battery this morning, by the way? Just oh, curious. This morning. Oh, I didn't check. Hold on. I gotta check. Mine this morning. We checked it at the bar. <laughs> well, Danny no, you was like it on Sunday morning, right? No, we checked it at the bar on Saturday. Danny's was like a 30 something. Mine was an 18. No, it was 20, 28. <laughs> 28 mine was 18 28. what's yours on monday well right now it's 12 <laughs> so oh. i woke up with a seven i woke up <laughs> i've recharged i had a recovery day according to my watch <laughs> uh, i did a lot of, i did a lot of work in the house today uh i i woke up with a 45 oh all right. that's not bad Good Good job. Rested. yeah it wasn't I, bad no. i personally think that i got one of my best nights sleep in Johnstown on Saturday night into Sunday. Good. Hotel we were, choice. we, we had a game at eight o'clock in the morning. And I mean, yes, it was fall back. So it was, it felt like nine o'clock and we got an extra hour in there, but we were, I was asleep at like 1130. The penguins game was not done yet when I fell asleep. Well, it and didn't start at 10. It started at 10, <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like, it was still, yeah. it was 1130 and I slept. <laughs> <laughs> on until like it was seven on the clock or whatever when I woke up and man that that means that I got nine hours of sleep. We I do, definitely have never slept nine hours in John's tub. Eric and I always <laughs> ask this question: What did you guys watch in your room? The Pens game? Just the Pens game? Just the Pens, the Pens yeah. game? Pens game. Yeah. Oh, we turned on Twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we literally, we literally, we we literally like. <laughs> It was like eight one at this point, and I was like, "Ah, eh, we could change this." I was like, "I know how this movie ends." I was like, "We're done." <laughs> yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, this is lame." And then there was a college football game. weren't interested. Next thing, it's like the opening scene of Twins when Danny yeah. DeVito gets arrested. Yeah. The opening freaking scene. <laughs> yeah. And I, within like ten seconds, I'm like, "This is Twins, right?" He's like, "Yeah." And then the rest of the night, him and I were quoting Arnold, <laughs> including, <laughs> including when you got up at like three in the morning. And you, you were. I had to change the. It was a little hot in our room. Yeah. Yeah. So I turned it down. Eric woke up. He goes, Oh, what are you doing? I was like, "Ah, It was a little hot. I'm just turning it down. You good with that? He's like, Yeah, I'm fine. And then we lay down and he quotes Dr. Freeze or Mr. Freeze Freeze. from from Batman. And then I say, like, the line from, uh, Oh, what was it when he told Benny to chill? I don't know, but I was like, everybody chill. Commando, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, chill, Benny. Yeah, we were doing it. And we just chuckle and laugh all the time. That's all we do. And then immediately fell back asleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. That's it for this one. Thank you for your listen and for your support. We appreciate all of your likes and ratings and reviews and subscriptions on the various podcatchers. Keep them coming. We appreciate every single one of them. I know I speak for the rest of the guys when I say have a good one. And we'll catch you next week when our new episode drops on Wednesday. See ya. (laughs) 